Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1438. How to talk so your kids will listen and listen when your kids talk. Part 2 by Christina Eden of corelivingessentials.com. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday. My name is Greg Audino. I am your host and narrator. Happy to have you back once again as we look to actually continue a post that we started yesterday. It's a longer one, and parts one and two fit together really seamlessly, so I strongly suggest pausing here and listening to yesterday's episode first if you haven't done so already. Again, that's yesterday's post 1437. But if you're all caught up, then let's dive into the remainder of this article now and continue optimizing your life. How to Talk So Your Kids Will Listen and Listen When Your Kids Talk, Part 2, by Christina Eden of CoreLivingEssentials.com. Number 2, Permissive. This style is easy to fall into when we're tired, frustrated, overworked, and overstressed. Understandably, we just want to be left alone. Permissive parents usually show warmth and love toward their children, but offer little guidance or direction. In most cases, they allow children to regulate their own activities as much as possible and avoid teaching or exercising of any control, even with regards to socially acceptable limits on behavior and, in many cases, because the parents want to avoid confrontation. A parent in this style is a complete lack of structure or parental power. As a result, children often feel lost and don't know how to survive in the world as an adult. They believe that everyone should help them and rarely see where they should help others. Few of these children handle stress well, and in the end, are rarely happy, confident, or emotionally strong. Number three, authoritative. Authoritative parents show the same high expectations for their children as authoritarian parents, yet they also show a high degree of warmth and responsiveness. This approach is to deal with situations with loving support. Parents usually spend the effort and time to guide their children using encouraging comments and discussion, but not ranting or screaming. They often share with their children the reasoning behind their rules and policies. Some use their children's ideas and feedback in setting rules. They teach responsibility and self-reliance by giving them chores and a role in family decisions. As a result, children raised this way are more likely to be socially confident, friendly, self-disciplined, cooperative, and achievement-oriented. Did you figure out what style you are? Are you a mixture of all of them, depending on the day? I love the quote from Gandhi when he stated that we must be the change we wish to see in the world. So this type of parenting starts with us. To help us all create a more nurturing, authoritative environment for our children, I've outlined two following steps. Review them, make some good notes, goals, and plans according to your inspiration. Number one, first, 
We need to understand our children before we can parent them well. What are their needs? We all have basic human needs, and if those needs are met, we can function at a much better level. We can feel safe, secure, and believe in ourselves. These basic needs don't necessarily have to be fulfilled by another person because children need to learn to do that themselves. We as parents can help fulfill these needs while also teaching them to do that for themselves. Respect. Showing them respect is the best way to teach them to respect others. Listen to what they say. That doesn't mean we have to do everything they say. Just listen, so they feel as though they are worth listening to. Appreciation. The simple gesture of saying thank you greatly impacts all ages. This is an easy need to fulfill. We as parents know what it's like to be appreciated, so set the example by noticing and finding the good that they do and let them know that you care and that you appreciate what they do. Trust. Showing trust is the same as respect. Give it and you can earn it. The biggest way to increase trust is to avoid being critical. But if there is a concern, discuss it and work together for solutions. Trust means confidence. If you trust someone, you have confidence in them. It can be that you trust that they will do their best or that they will tell the truth. There are many levels of trust. And in a relationship where there's trust, offense is not present. It's easier to understand each other. Feeling safe. A person needs to feel safe and not tormented in order for them to open up. Can they tell you something without causing an outburst on your part? You may not like what they say, yet it's still important to keep trying to understand. The more they feel understood, the easier it is for them to take a no answer. Validation. To know and feel what we contribute is valued really has an impact. The best way to make a person feel valued is to listen to what they have to say. Encouragement. When we're told we can't achieve our dreams, we can easily let our dreams die. When we give encouragement, even if the idea is not what you would recommend, it can be the simple gesture that lets our children thrive. They can easily tell if you care. If their needs are fulfilled, they are a lot happier and a lot less rebellious. And number two, take a few minutes to evaluate children's abilities. Some have the gift to stuff a ball in a basket and make lots of money doing it. Some have the gift of making friends and they're surrounded with people who care. Here is a great place to pause and think, then write down your child's abilities. Remember, if we judge a fish by his ability to climb a tree, we may not have very many fish. This is a good place to stop and ask questions to see what your child's needs and abilities are. What do I see my child doing when they don't have to do anything? What seems to make them happy? What are they good at? Sometimes we love doing something, but we're not quite good at it yet. What do they dream about becoming? And what do others compliment them about the most? Take some time to get to know your child, and then act accordingly. You will see a huge difference in their ability to thrive and a huge increase in your understanding of them and yourself. It'll be very rewarding, and it will also build a lifetime of memories. You just listened to part two of the post titled, How to Talk So Your Kids Will Listen and Listen When Your Kids Talk, by Christina Eden of corelivingessentials.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And a good finish from Christina to no one's surprise. A lot of great information and insight in this article, both cerebral and educational, I felt. And I want to comment on her last segment there about taking some time to evaluate children's abilities. Now, whether it's kids or adults, it's very easy to be uh, seduced by passion and passion alone when it comes to building careers for ourselves or envisioning our life trajectories or coming up with an idea of life purpose if that's something that you believe in. What we often overlook, however, is that success can often be the one that breeds joy rather than the other way around. A lot of times we like things because we feel confident within them. So when it comes to really scouting our own abilities or the abilities of our children, we don't want to abandon natural interest by any means, but instead consider a blend. What has shades of being something that you're good at, something you enjoy, and something practical all at once? It can be really useful to take a balanced approach like this when looking to make future plans on how we'll spend our time. And while it may be more applicable for adults or, you know, at least teens who are considering what type of work they might like to get into, there are still opportunities to consider how this looks for children as well. Okay, everyone, and that's going to bring us to the end. Thank you so much for being here and listening to both parts of this lengthy post. Thanks, of course, to Christina for letting us share. And enjoy your Friday if you're listening in real time. I hope you have a fun, safe rest of your day, and be sure to come on back tomorrow for our weekly Q&A, where your optimal life awaits.